Hey there, folks. This is Cody. This is Cole. And we're here bringing you episode 14. 14. Now, we kind of discussed in the last episode, we got off on like a slight tangent with marching band. We're like, wait, hold up. We're going to save this for the next episode. We could talk enough about this for an entirely different episode, so we figured we would. Um, And here we are with the topic. Yeah. So, So, background, mm -hmm. I played in marching band, 8th grade through 12th grade uh, because our school is small so we started in 8th grade so we'd have a sizable band mm. and in 12th grade uh, I was a little bit lax because it wasn't the funnest thing anymore <laughs> whoa heretic and I believe Cole played 9th through 12th grade it was 9th through 12th uh, and he finished strong yeah I if anything like we talked about this prior and well like I actually my enjoyment of marching band increased throughout the years while it seems that yours had the opposite effect. <laughs> yeah, I think with me, the way it was is like when I first joined marching band, we were in eighth grade, so we got mm-hmm. to hang out with the high schoolers, and you know, you're holding, you're hanging out with the older kids. Yeah. Uh, like, oh, I went with the big kids. Like, once you became the older kids, it was almost like, it was almost like if you're the middle sibling. Mm-hmm. You're hanging out with your older brother, and then all of a sudden you become the older brother, and you're like, oh, go away, little sibling. It was almost like that effect for me. As was like, as the middle yeah. brother, I agree. No, I'm kidding. Uh, <laughs> uh, so I think that's the effect it had on me. But mm-hmm. I played trombone. You I played percussion. I was a percussionist. Right? Yes. Bells. Uh, I played the bells. I didn't love them, admittedly. Um, I I did the marching percussion. So I I actually I played pretty much you did bass all of them. One year. I was bass drum ninth you year. You snare, right? Yeah, I did bass drum ninth grade, quad tenth grade, snare eleventh grade, and then I went back to quad because I really liked it for my senior year. I always thought quads were the coolest, but I think overall, if I had to do it, and if I could do it, obviously, mm-hmm. I would have picked snare because it was like the smallest drum, and it was definitely the second coolest, if not the coolest. Yeah, snare kind of was like I considered it like the um, man, it's. I, I feel like bass drum's like, like paying your dues. Bass drum kind of was ba- paying your dues, unless you were somebody who, like, I didn't march cymbal. That's something that we also had people who would march. Um, so bass drum was kind of paying your dues. Everybody did it at least once. But if you had a team of really good bass drummers, like, that could be a lot of fun. Because, like, bass drums basically is just splitting up the quad's job across, like, four to five people. Um so, but like it was really cool if you have again like if everybody's like coordinated and stuff. Um, we tended to have a pretty good bass line no matter what. Uh, snare I considered to be like the trumpet of um, like drumline in which it's like that that's what apparently people want to do because they think it's really cool. It's a pretty light drum and like there's a lot of work in snare um, as in like it's not just like doom doom like waiting for like because like again when you're a bass drummer you're splitting up one part across a bunch so you know you're not playing a whole lot snare you're pretty much playing constantly depending on the song quad was a more melodic or at least i considered it more melodic because it's kind of like playing rock band in which you got four drums in front of you and you're just going like ham on it um or you might have the fifth the quint drum in the center but um yeah it's a lot of fun uh i never marched cymbal which marching symbol I did symbols for like parade or like when we did like walk around the I don't know if your school ever did this but like for pep type stuff like 
we yeah, like we would march around the, the school team or the or the baseball team or whatever. We would literally march in the hallways. For state. Like uh like march around in the hallways before a big game or something like that. I would pick um symbols for that because that was a lot of fun uh to do because they're a little bit more maneuverable and you really don't need like multiple quads going down a hallway uh at all. I imagine that would be kind of cramped to do it inside. Oh, we definitely. We did not do it inside. We um, did it on the bricks, and they walked. Yeah. So, but. like, I definitely liked all of them. Uh, snare was, I don't know. I, I We did a, when I was, the year I was on Snare, we did a um, Beach Boys-themed um, show. And I got to say that probably wasn't the most technically challenging show in the least bit. Uh, so, um yeah, I can't say that was my favorite ear, but snare just gave me headaches a lot because, like, you're hitting that, and that sound is directly bouncing up towards you, and it's a very loud drum. <laughs> like, so, uh, but yeah, that's... They should wear headphones. I, you know, I never thought about that, admittedly. Um, yeah, that probably would have been a good idea a few years ago, Cody. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so how'd you like trombone? You played it for quite a lot. Uh, to be honest, marching band, like I said, it was fun at first when you're first learning it, but then, like, once you, like, pretty much have marching band down pat, as in, you, like, you know what you have to do to, like, learn the set and blah, 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 mm-hmm. it gets a little bit more boring, but jazz band was actually pretty fun. I oh, enjoyed you... playing the music in jazz band better. That's right. You did more jazz band than I did. The only jazz band... I only did jazz band twice. I did... Two years, I think. Jazz band once, and that was technically, like, we had a jazz band class... That was like fourth uh, fourth period, and I gotta tell you that ex- that was it was not, like a hang around and joke around class. That could have been a cool class, but it basically was like, all right, let's get stuff prepared for marching man, a la loading a trailer and stuff like <laughs> that. It was a fun class, but I you're right, it was just kind of hang around and not do much class, admittedly. Um, yeah. So, you know. Yeah, shrug. Jazz band. The music was actually fun. I enjoyed playing jazz band, but it was a. Uh, it wasn't more of a commitment because you only met once a week, but it was after school. Yeah. Whereas marching band, that was a commitment. That was definitely a commitment because you you had to go during the summer. Yeah. Do band camp. You had to meet after school, like probably three or four days a week, mm-hmm. and then if you had like an enrichment or exploratory class, you probably played marching band music during football season. You did. That's exactly how ours went. Um, yeah. So, you got any fun band camp stories? You know, one time at band camp, you know. You have anybody who tried to, you know, get nasty with a flute or anything? Um, I don't believe so. One time wow. we made matching trombone shirts. Oh, that's <laughs> fun. Um, Honestly, no, like, uh, band camp was kind of fun because it was, like, near the end of the summer where you're like, you know, I, I kind of miss all these people I hated from high school. Yeah. <laughs> and then you have your week where you don't have to do classes, which also helps. Mm-hmm. And you get to, you know, catch up with some of your friends that you don't hang out with all summer, i.e. you. Yeah. Um, and maybe like Austin or something, but mm-hmm. like some of the people that you wouldn't go out of your way to hang out with, but yeah. it'd be nice to hang out with them. Uh, and you don't have to wear your classes or anything like that. So it's kind of fun, like little, I don't know, just hanging out with people. Yeah, before it's, school starts. it's kind of a casual setting. Like, um, it, it could be a lot of fun. Yeah, everybody's messing around. Most people are like, most people do not wear shoes when they're like marching around for band camp. Yeah, it's hot. And like, you got the, you get the feel of grass in your toes. Like, I'm like, y'all are disgusting. <laughs> and then, like, whenever you have a break, you play frisbee or something. 
Yeah, we actually uh, we played a fun game called Fight Heatstroke. Uh, that that one you might be familiar with it. It's <laughs> like uh, so yeah, like man, uh, Bandcamp for us those a uh, decent amount of shenanigans, uh, mainly for drumline that I remember. Like uh, of course we, especially for the year that we did the um, the Beach Boys show. So needless to say, I I mentioned how it wasn't the most technically challenging. Music, we learned it pretty quickly. So for, like, we, sectionals, so you're familiar with sectionals, you go off with your section to learn your stuff, you know? Yeah. Um, so sectionals, we always picked the um, the drama department, or just, like, the just the auditorium. Like, we would sit in the lobby because it was unlocked, and, like, everybody else was small enough to where they could fit in a classroom nearby or something like that. No. We would literally, like, go and sit either in the entire, like, auditorium or just in the lobby. Uh, I think it was like one of the few places that was remotely air conditioned. So I don't know why we picked it, but we were like inside, please. Like, uh, so we would do this, and we would, and we realized like that first day we had it. Like we just ran to it and was like, wow, okay, we uh, we had that, huh? Like that that was that was we did it. So we spent the rest of the band camp. Uh, entertaining ourselves within our means uh which <laughs> involved uh at one point we played a sort of i w- i'm gonna say it's kind of like beer pong in which you're tossing something to try to ring something but it was like uh we would set the bass drums up like largest to smallest and we would have a tennis ball and we would try to like doom 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 or that would be the opposite direction but like or actually no it would be like large to small you're trying to hit the tennis ball on all of them and we would sit there and like yeah or we would have those, you know, those balls that like you soak in water and then you throw them at people. Yeah. Uh, we would have one of those and like just have it on us, and we would sit there and be practicing, you know, bam, 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 like playing our drums, and that's the quiet version Smack of the song. In the face with it. And then like all of a sudden, like yeet, there's a ball, like and you know, like hits you or like your drum or something like that, and then you're like hucking it back, or we'd have a <laughs> kickball, we'd kick around, but one. This same summer, we uh, we figured out that the drama department had um, I don't know if they're what they're really planning on doing. Uh, somebody was talking about like a mash themed musical um, or something like that. So they had a bunch of army surplus uniforms and like toy guns like around the uh the the department. So uh, I kind of had uh, this idea that like oh cool. Toy guns, like like play war, basically. We basically or sat there, Indians like I sat there and picked up one and just like kept it in like my like my harness, and I was like, bang bang, you're dead, you know, like. And then all of a sudden, like I was like, come out, like people are like, hey, where's Cole? And then all of a sudden, like I'm wearing like a helmet and like some combat boots, and they're like, okay, where'd you get that? And I was like, well, one, I was exploring. This is for me to know, for you to find out. But eventually, like we're sitting there, like we taped. um like a you know banner like a it's like a roll of paper that you put around a cork board or something like that we taped one of those yeah. to look like a belt fed mag paper yeah like a belt fed magazine to like a weird lever action thing and like we're just running around like bang 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 rat a tat and like some medic and like one of our buddies would come and like tackle the person who's uh, <laughs> uh who is calling medic i sat there and got like a I found a gas mask bag, and it was the first one time I'd ever seen one. I had no idea how it put on because it's kind of a complicated bag. If you not, you have no idea what you're doing, you know. And uh, sat there, put it on my back, and like got a. Uh, it was a 
corded phone and uh, sat there, put the, the phone, the receiver in my bag, had the cord sticking out, put the end of the phone in a vacuum tube. <laughs> and I was like, I'm the flamethrower. Because this is like the year that Call of Duty World at War came out. So obviously we're hitting the like the World War II vibe. Um, mm-hmm. and like, I'm like, I'm the flamethrower guy. And like, they had like some construction paper that was look to look like fire from like an old player or something like that. And I would like run around and like throw it at people and like, ah, you got, you're on fire. You know, like stuff like that. And like the entire, like, or at least a good chunk of us were doing this, just like screwing around. And like, we would have one person who was like not terribly interested in like doing this. And, like, they would sit there and, like, keep an ear out for the drum majors who were, like, coming around to, like, hey, guys, how are you doing? You know, like. How are sectionals How are sectionals going? Making sure we're staying productive. Because, like, this year the sectional or the uh, drum majors were the band director's daughter and the girl that I was talking to at the time. I don't remember if we were actually dating at the time, but we were, like, starting the talking process. And are those, you talking about John Stamos? Yes, John Stamos. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and, you know, there was kind of a contention between the two of them, too. So they're, like, both trying to, like, be really serious. Like, because, you know, they're friends with a lot of people in the band. And it's kind of tough, like, taking an authoritative position when you're friends with a lot of people, you know? Because then you like, okay, you got to take me seriously now. So that's kind of the environment we were in. And, like, so we were start. they were getting the idea that we were not being very productive about day two. Like, literally just, like, okay, like, they caught us playing some game. And they're like, hey cut this out like y'all gotta do stuff we're like okay and then like didn't um (laughs) so uh at one point like somebody was like scatter here they come get get your position whatever so we like ditch everything but i'm wearing laced up combat boots and i can't get those off in time so you know i'm just like screw it and i hoof it back and we're like we're putting up and like we're like like we're pretending like we were doing stuff and we're like, all right, we're going to run it from the top. Here we go. And, like, they're coming in the door. I'm like, oh, hey, we didn't see you guys there. You know, just playing it off. <laughs> and, like, they're like, all right, run through it. Like, we want to hear it. And, like, w- we played it. And they're like, okay, that was pretty good. And, like, uh, J- John Stamos, the other John Stamos, not the one we mentioned earlier, was like, hey, Cole, I like your boots. And I'm like, thank you. They're brand new. Like, I just got them, you know, just, like, trying to play <laughs> off that, like, I just found these combat boots in the drama department and I can't get them off right now. Um, but yeah, so we, we definitely played around a lot um, for uh, uh, band camp, you know, uh, we had another one of our guys who like, cause like the, we would be able to get into the drink machines and like, they probably haven't been serviced the entire summer or something like that. And he got a lemonade and he swore up and down that it had fermented in like the, summer or whatever because it it it, i mean he opened it and it did smell suspect but it did also like like you know it was it was like a minute made lemonade it was under pressure it was under pressure but like it did smell suspect he's like dude this guy tastes like alcohol oh my god like i'm getting fucked up like and we're sitting there going (laughs) like i mean it did smell funny and it did taste funny but like you know i kind of doubt that that was the case but we were all dumb high schoolers so whatever I remember my least favorite part about playing the show, mm-hmm. like the actual halftime show, was, and this is specific to trombones, but as you play the show and you're putting spit down the tube, and mm. trombones, you have to lean back. Well, I mean, you do that with most instruments. You lean back a little bit so your, your instrument is slightly above parallel to the ground, mm-hmm. right? 
but most instruments have a bunch of turns and stuff in it. But the trombone, the uh, the spit comes back. Oh, that. Oh, I didn't even consider that. And so every once in a while, you just have to like move your mouth away from the mouthpiece and let it, like go down your chin and just keep going. Oh, dude, that's Ugh. that is foul. I had no idea. Yeah. Oh God, that's nasty. It is. You know, we never really had to worry about that. <laughs> I'll bet. <laughs> you know, the the hard part about the show is when spit gets all over your drum for some reason, and you smack it and goes up. I'm like, no. Yeah, that was the other prank the trombones did. Like when we had a break after we like practiced during band camp, we would go and empty our spit valves on the snare drums and quad drums. Oh, hmm. that's that's nice. That's nice. <laughs> um, no, not really. Yeah, I figured. Uh, yeah, so I guess the only thing, uh, I mean, dropping a stick during the show is probably, like, the bad part. So either you, we would normally carry, like, an extra set on us um, just for that. But with the, there was one year, like, especially when I was on quads, where when you carry it around a lot, you kind of get a sense of, like, how heavy it is. And you know how, like, counterbalances can kind of help your balance. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. it can keep you upright. And it got to the point where I was able to kind of, like, sit up on, like, the toes of my feet and just, like, arc backwards and reach down really quick. And, like, at this point, like, it's an angle in which, you know, you would probably fall over and eat shit if, like, you were not careful. But because I'm wearing, like, a 30-pound, 40-pound drum on the front of me, I was able to, like, whoop and, like, pick it up. Because people were, like, it would would just be one of those, like, (laughs) we would see it happen when somebody would drop something like a stick and we would like like oh no you dropped a stick like we're like talking to each other like while we're out there and um like i would sit there like uh, it would be like oh no john you dropped your stick it's like hold on i got this and like like in mid walk like there was one time it was in mid walk and just like whoop picked it up and i was like here here like (laughs) handed it to him or like i kept it and handed him one of mine whatever um but yeah like uh because we joked about like putting uh there was one year that they definitely like joked about putting like wrist straps on them just so that we can hold on to them better. But to be honest, like there was another for our senior year show, we did like stick tricks uh, for our Elvis Presley show, which was actually like a lot of fun. Surprisingly, it was like a medley. So as in- instead of us playing around like you ain't nothing but a hound dog, this is the end of the song, and then like stop. Mm-hmm. Here's our other song. I don't know a lot of Elvis Presley. Uh, you ain't nothing but a jailbird, whatever. But, um, like, that was actually a very fun show that had, like, you know, we did, like, cross-arm, like... Yeah, actually, it was one where we would cross the sticks into our, like, elbow pits, hold it mm. there, hold another one, do, like, a weird salute, and then, like, pick them back up and then spin and then go. We also had another one where it's, like... I think it is the opening to... Hold on. na na jailhouse rock i believe um i'm not sure but like during the like the i know what song you're talking about but i don't know what it is we would like um spin snap like we were spinning the stick and snapping at the same time yeah and then like at like two three four like and we hit like our fifth um the quint drum the really small drum that's only really good for like rim shots um And then spin, like, and we would do that. So the wrist straps would have really gotten in the way of that, admittedly. Um, do you still remember some of your music? Like, was it as hard pressed into you as it was us? 
are you talking about remember it as in like just seeing like the notes or imagine playing it i mean just like or just remember like the songs like literally like we were like winter soldier style like brainwashing like like rem- I would say so. I remember a lot of them. Yeah. And like I can even picture some of the notes and stuff mm-hmm. or like for trombone like I can picture like the what slide positions. Yeah, I was going to say like especially since how tactile like trombone is cuz you are gesturing with your arms a lot, it may be a li- little bit like uh uh it gets burned into, you know. Um Yeah. There's so a- I can Yeah. There's a few for us, like, I guess because we are nothing but tactile or, or kinesthetic with our music, um, a lot of it is hardwired. Or at least, like, I can't remember what song it is, but literally, like, with uh, John Stamos, John Stamos, and I, whatever, um, we were all on the quads. Or, no, it was it, it was John Stamos, regular John Stamos and I. Uh, just the two of us on quads senior year it was one part of our i think it was either a drum break or one of part of the medleys or something it was um it was a pretty complex set of songs which which or ta- like um uh, like technically complex it was a lot of fun to play like it was a very very fun show but it was um like and then after that like i don't remember it but like literally that was burning because that was like a drum break of just like we're the only ones playing and like that was a very important part <laughs> to what we were doing. So you know you had to you get had to that. get you could get all the other parts wrong. Mm. People may not hear it, but that part you had to get right. Now that that being said, like <laughs> could I tell you exactly what drums those are off the top of my head? No, but no. if you sit me behind, like I could probably get most of that it's kinda right. It's kind of like a keyboard. Like you may not remember your password, but if you put me down in front of a keyboard, you can type your password. Exactly. That's uh, how it is. And like I yeah. may. And the fun part is, is that I'm. I know for certain that uh, the John Stamos I'm referencing, who is also on the instrument, he's a listener, so he, he will probably text <laughs> me to see how correct that was because he he probably also remembers. <laughs> no, I'll say at my school we also we were a military school, so we also played military music mm-hmm. uh, for parades and stuff. And sometimes I find myself just starting to whistle or hum the military hymns. Yeah, <laughs> you were doing that on the phone the other day, like. Um, I couldn't tell you which ones. We would play them occasionally. Uh, like, I don't know which one's which. Like, there's Marines hymn. There's Anchors Away for the Navy. Mm-hmm. The Army song, I really know, because we played that all the time. Yeah, y'all were more of a JROTC Army school, so that kind of makes sense. Yeah, and then we would play that, like, a little bit of it when we scored touchdowns and stuff. Mm-hmm. So, um, But playing in the stands was pretty fun, too. Like, some of those songs, like, there is part of me that's, like, definitely really glad that I did marching band because i feel like i you do get an appreciation for music because like we played earth wind and fire in the stands we like, did too <laughs> Boogie and let's groove and stuff like that yeah and those are you know really good songs so that was a lot of fun um but i don't know it's i feel like stand music was pretty fun the shows were okay yeah um i didn't really like doing them at the football games so much it was kind of annoying yeah 
Um, and the festivals, those were really annoying because those were all day events on Saturdays. <laughs> festivals are kind of fun to me, um, or like the the competitions. Like, I mean, the stress of it isn't, but I mean, like. You know. See, I never got stressed about them. I was just annoyed that it was an all-day Saturday thing. Yeah, the only ones that <laughs> I really... I mean, like, I like them. It's just kind of like the whole... Um, some people... Like, maybe it's like the atmosphere that we were talking about with, like, um, like when you go see football live or when you go see baseball live, you know, you're in the atmosphere yeah, like and stuff like that. Yeah, stadium atmosphere, Like, I think of. that may be the closest all to me. You. Like, Yeah, actually, that may be the part where I relate to it, I guess, because, like... Because you never really did sports. Yeah, exactly. Like, Heart of Georgia was cold as all rip because, like, that stadium is a wind tunnel. And it generally was, like, you know, it's, like, what, November or something? Like, and... Usually, yeah, October, November. And um, it, it's just, like, it collects... People would, like, take blankets to that dang thing because, like, it's cold as shit. Like, and it makes sense. Like, we would have big jackets already, like our Letterman's, you know... Um, and the marching band outfits were always warm. <laughs> yeah, they're pretty warm. Yeah, because when you get done with the show, you like take it off you're and you're pouring like, everything sweat. sweat. <laughs> Man, yeah, it like that was um that was nice, but sometimes it was still just like, man, I gotta have a Letterman on top, you know. Um, and yeah. then like sound of sound of silver tended to be hot because it's South Georgia. I don't know. I don't know which ones y'all went to, but these are two. We that, went to both of those. Okay, those were like the common ones. Yeah, and um. Like and it's South Georgia, so it's like filled with gnats and just like it's hot. There's no tree cover or nothing, and it's like it's an okay stadium, and uh, but it's very uh homegrown feeling. Like it was and it's fun. Like and you know they got snacks. Usually have funnel cakes and stuff like that. Yeah, it's kind of like almost like a fair. You're talking to other schools like one Bands, one year watching shows for free. It's, yeah, it's kind of like a, a fair. Yeah, seeing what other schools are doing. Like oh that's cool. Oh I wish we could do a show like that. Oh my god because like that was one year where like we. It's fun to watch them a little bit, mm. but then you get I get bored. Yeah, like it's it, it's an all day event, like you were saying. Like it's one of those like, okay, we are still doing this. It's huh? like when the Olympics come around, it's like people will put it on TV and they'll watch it, mm. but they won't really like watch it. Watch it. They'll just have it on TV. Maybe they'll go away for an hour, come back, and be like, oh yeah, that was a good performance, and then go away again. Yeah, like. Um, but I do have one story that was fun about a festival. Okay. And that was like we were probably in like ninth or tenth grade or something, mm. and it was like. Me and two of my buddies, uh, John Stamos and John Stamos. We really need to like come up with a few. Like Dave Coulier, we at least have, least have, least have that Bob Saget. That's another one. We can use him. Um. Well, see, I was imagining this as an era. Like This is the John Stamos era. Mm. Whenever we have a person that you know has not agreed to use their name, mm. we're going to use John Stamos okay. until – John Stamos actually comes on the show, and then they'll end the John Stamos era, and then we'll move to someone else. Like, are we talking about the friend John Stamos or, like, the literal John Stamos? The literal John Stamos. Okay, so we are so going we are to use John Stamos for until co- he comes on the show. quite a while then. Okay, cool. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, so John Stamos and John Stamos. But uh-huh. We went to uh, – so I'm sorry performed. to folks at home if this gets confusing eventually. We, we know. <laughs> <laughs> So we had already performed our bit, and mm. then uh, there were still bands performing and stuff like that. Uh, but people were only sitting on one side of the football stadium so far. It's like no one said you can't go sit on the other side, but no one had done it yet. Mm. So like everybody's still assuming that you can't or something, you know? Yeah. Anyway, so me and my two friends, we went over there by ourselves, and then we just sat down. We're the only three people over there. 
And you can start getting these grams where people like send stuff up to the announcer to say between uh, shows and stuff. Yeah. So we were the only three people sitting over there. We eventually started getting grams sent out about us. They were like, what are the three stooges doing over there? And stuff like that. <laughs> and then uh, <laughs> eventually we just started doing things to attract attention. Like we did like the little, uh, I forget what the name of that song is. The one that's like, bum, 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 bum. Jump on bum. it. Yeah, we started doing the jump on That's literally what I was there. thinking. Like, <laughs> you hadn't even said it yet. I was like, well, what would I do to get attention? I'm like, well, jump on it's on there. Um, <laughs> yeah, we started doing the jump on it dance and everything. Mm-hmm. And then, like, people were, like, cheering us Woo! on and, like, sending yeah. grams and stuff. <laughs> and then some fourth guy from our school came over there because he wanted to be part of it. Yeah. And then we left. Nice. Yeah, <laughs> I was about to say, like, you're probably going to get some copycats. And then at that point, it's like, well, the fun's over. Well, we did it first. Yep. The other thing about festivals that I never understood. So, went to uh, at the end of the day, and they're rating the band so they can give them trophies and scores and stuff like that, mm-hmm. right? Um, so, when they're rating the bands, they rate them according to five categories. Originally, I thought it was four. Mm-hmm. So, that kind of gives you a hint that they don't really, like, give the ratings that are so low. Because <laughs> I've never heard these before, some of them. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. Maybe so y'all were just superior, that good. No, I mean, like, I never heard any band get the lower <laughs> two. So the ratings are superior, which is the best, excellent, good, fair, and poor. Yeah. Right? But whenever you're at the festivals and they're giving out the ratings, like, I would say, like, you usually hear a lot of superiors and a lot of excellence. And even if you, if you hear excellent for your band, you're like, oh, we didn't win. You have to get, like, all superiors, basically. Yeah, like, to me, the thing, it was kind of like, um, I remember hearing a fair... And that would be at, like, Sound of Silver or something where, like, smaller bands would go. It's, like, the thing is, to me, was, like, it was kind of bullshit in that, like, the big bands that, like, have money, superior, 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 superior. The small bands that either don't have a lot of people or don't have a lot of money, fair, 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 fair. You know what I mean? Like I never heard fair. Like, or poor. <laughs> it was just, like, the, or, like, the meet, the middle of but the But they ground. would get goods. And if you hear, if you hear the announcer give a good, you'd be like, oh, they were terrible. <laughs> yeah, like. Th- or they weren't going to win anything. It was, yeah, that was just something that I um, noticed. I was like, hmm, you know, like, that, yeah. that doesn't feel quite right. I mean, right. there's definitely, like, if you're a 1A or 2A band, you're definitely not going to win anything overall, for sure. Yeah, and, like, that sucks because it's, like, you know what I mean? Like, it's not nothing in your control. Yeah, it's quite literally like the underdog story, like a very like anime or like movie style. Like, you know, we're but a small band, but we have a lot of heart. Like, and then it's yeah, like, but inherently they have it tough because like basically some of their instruments are solos or duets mm-hmm. playing parts. So if they mess up, it's very obvious. Where if you have like ten trombones, yeah, one person or two people mess up. It may not be obvious. Yeah. Also, the marching, they don't have to watch 150 people. They're watching, like, 40. Yeah, you're maybe. judging a lot harder just because of de- details like that. Because you can see everything. Yeah. yeah, and, like, maybe they don't have a color guard, so there's less, like, flash to uh, distract the people who are they def- judging. Yeah, their, it's harder you know. to do a really cool show when you only have so many people. You can't do as many designs and stuff like that. Yeah. Blah, blah, blah. But what I like to think about is their poor choice of adjectives, personally. Yeah. So, like, I like to break it down and think of it, like, as if it was a test. Mm-hmm. So, since it's five categories, if you break that up evenly, it's like, oh, superior is 80 to, tw- uh, 80 to 100. Excellent is 60 to an 80. Good is 40 to a 60. Mm-hmm. 
So, like, I just imagine, like, if you made some of these grades on a test, like, if I made a 60, would my teacher really write excellent on my paper? Yeah, like, I was going to say, that's a pretty wide gap. Would my teacher write write good on my paper if I made a 40? (laughs) Good. I don't think so. (laughs) Admittedly. Even (laughs) if I made an 80, I would hope my teacher wouldn't write superior. Yeah, like... Uh, it's a pretty wide gap as far as grading goes. Um, so, but like none of them are even negative, really. Like superior, that's a really good adjective. Mm-hmm. Excellent, that would be a really good adjective. Good, that's inherently a good adjective. Fair I mean, is like, it, yeah, it's not that bad, but that's below average. Yeah, and poor is poor is the only negative adjective. It's very, it to me, it's very reminiscent of like the uh, every soccer, every kid playing soccer should get a trophy. <laughs> It's kind of funny. The grading system does could consider some work. It's kind of like I we had brought this up. What really got us on this of like when we talked about this ages ago was like how some grading systems just kind of seem kind of bunk because like especially in the video game industry, if you make less than like you know ninety percent or like a you know rating of ninety percent, like if this game's any good, then it's like some sites are like man you know it only really was like an 86 or like a whatever and like that's still pretty darn good but they're like this is or like rotten yeah, tomatoes exactly. just trashes on every movie they'll be like they'll be like uh yeah, saving like, private well, ryan you know yeah, that was 64. a pretty decent movie like yeah like, uh, I, I, I wouldn't give it a 64 <laughs> or i don't know what they actually you know what i'm gonna spend <laughs> oh, some research you're, you're gonna use talking. it this this week okay but uh so one thing uh Talking about the rating system, uh, the first year that we went, or like my first festival was Sound of Silver, and we got um, a, well, I say it's questionable because like, you know, I'd say, so uh, Color Guard, if those unfamiliar are, it's kind of like a, um, not really, I mean, sort of like gymnastics along with the marching band. So the marching band is like the audio and potentially like if if marching bands the audio and gymnastics or the color guard is the visual of the show they normally have like flags they're sometimes called the flag core uh they'll like twirl flags they'll do uh tosses between each other they'll like spin sabers or rifles or whatever all mock sabers and rifles of course uh stuff like that and usually they they kind of go hand in hand as far as marching bands go we'll sometimes have like a dance team or something like that that also go out there and participate as well um so one year uh or my ninth grade year first festival uh bass drum and we we were waiting for you know categories like all right for best drum line not us you know just stuff like that and and like the announcer comes over and it's like (laughs) best majorettes which a majorette if for those familiar is if you're thinking of like a stereotypical like like literally picture a cartoon marching band you're probably thinking of like there's probably some girl or like whatever in the front that has like a baton and like is leading the charge usually does like baton twirls or something like that the color guard is basically the replacement to that i would say uh sometimes they have like the ends on fire or something like that uh whatever and uh so but it was like best majorettes us and like we're sitting there going like yeah wait, we don't have any majorettes. Because we didn't. We didn't have any majorettes at all. Now, did we say this when we accepted the trophy? No. We we kept the trophy. Because, like, oh, yeah, we got a trophy. Nice. Uh, but, yeah, we didn't have any majorettes. Because, like, Color Guard was a separate c- category, which was announced a winner. Like, we literally, like, I don't think we got Color Guard, but we got majorettes. 
So I'm thinking they thought our dance team were majorettes or something like that. Or we just had one particularly good color guard that they were like, you are the majorette. Either way, um, fast forward like four years later when like we're kind of culling through our trophies, like I guess like we had like a like some shelves built or what have you. And it was just like, wow, we got a lot of trophies uh, from years past. We maybe like need to, you know, reconsider this or like build a bigger shelf. I don't really remember the, oh no, it, it, it fell. That's right. It fell down and broke. Um, Like it it was just like, trophies aren't really made of metal anymore unless they're like the big honking ones maybe. Uh, so like it's kind of like the plastic angel on top with like a long screw going through like the plastic shell like the cylinder and then the like the pseudo marble base um so like it broke and people are like oh well i guess we'll trash it oh because like it was one that we didn't get air quote we didn't deserve because like we didn't have any majorettes and uh so i took it (laughs) and uh like i repaired it and then eventually i was like well like I'm looking at the angel, I'm like, that could be a cool like it looked like um what is it, the hood ornament to vehicles. So I took it and um I have it in my truck. Like um I have like a little grate where like the air conditioning to go on your windshield goes. Um I like put like a little bread tie, so I have a little angel in my truck and that's where that angel came from, from that trophy that we didn't earn so long ago, uh, that they tried to throw away. But so, what'd you wind up uh, uh, figuring out in your research? So, I'd like to retract my statement that they gave Saving say Private that. Ryan a 64 or whatever. They actually gave Saving Private Ryan a 93%, but this does not undo their wrongdoings. They also gave Forrest Gump a 72%. That's an iconic freaking well, movie. It has to one be might the argue 90s. that iconic does not, like, something can be popular and well-loved if it's not very technically challenging or or maybe cinematically challenging or something like that. Forrest Gump is, a, like, a classic movie. I'm not going dis- to discount that. But maybe whoever these... Whatever they're looking for film critic-wise just... It has to be higher than 72. Let me give you some reference here. The Secret Life of Pets. Yeah. Are you familiar with that movie? I'm familiar. I got a 74%. Ew. You're telling me that movie is better cinematically than Forrest Gump? Uh, Storyline? Plot? Know. Yeah, I don't know about that. Yeah, so that's what I'm saying. Like, some, any kind of, anybody who claims himself as, like, someone who has the ability to rate things and give them rankings like ourselves with Pop-Tarts, they're full of crap. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on, wait a minute, you're chopping on our flavor. <laughs> wait a minute. Unless they're, unless they're us. Yeah, there you go, there you go, we're good, we're good. But we don't name ourselves Rotten Pop Tarts. No, that's a stupid name anyway. Oh <laughs> uh, man, Rotten Pop Tarts. What else? I did have another story. Okay, yeah, yeah. So uh, I have two stories. I can tell people how my trombone got trashed, mm-hmm. and no, it wasn't a late Saturday night. Oh um, no, <laughs> it was actually uh, it was late Friday night. Nice. But uh, I was gonna tell that story, mm-hmm. and then I was going to quickly tell why my like specifically senior year what i did in the waning interest of marching band i uh i i'll also tag along on your trashing a trombone story because i also have a trashing a trombone story funnily enough and the answer might surprise you listener (laughs) so trombones are very finicky because you have such a long slide so if you get any dents in the slide or anything it gets hard to move which therefore hinders your ability to play 
blah, blah, blah. Not to mention, not even just dents, but if you don't clean it in a while, you get buildup of just Mold. stuff. And then it's just not smooth anymore, blah, blah, blah. But if you get any dents in the slide, that really that really makes it tough. Mm-hmm. I did not, well, it, mine was tough to move. It was somewhat bent and dented, but it wasn't bad enough. Now, my tuning slide was bent to where it could only come out a little bit, but it was still enough to tune it. Anyway, uh, contrary to popular belief, that main slide is not the tuning slide. I mean, essentially it is. Isn't it the one slide, on the back? But it's the one on the back. Nice. Yeah. And those can be embarrassing because, like, sometimes those can, like, if they're, like, really uh, slick or loose, they can actually slide out. Yeah. And like, man, something feels weird. Like, <laughs> it feels like it's not playing the right note, but it's behind you, so you can't tell. Like, man, so I, you might this do, feels like, a, a whole little show. lighter. <laughs> I've seen someone who's done a whole show with it out. <laughs> like, it's still in there, but it's only on one side. <laughs> You're so telling me my fly was undone? <laughs> Damn. <laughs> <laughs> Basically. No, but, uh, so I actually pretty much trashed my uh, trombone. Mm-hmm. We were playing at a our rival high school or i don't know if it was an official rivalry but we had a rivalry with them yeah it was aquanus oh uh, fighting leprechauns hmm. greedy greedy people um so yeah they had really like their stands on the home side were were nice but their visitor stands are really really old yeah and wooden and there is a section of the wooden stands that was missing Like, big enough for a foot to go through it, right? And, like, some of it was rotten and stuff. Mm -hmm. So it was really, like, a, I would say a physical hazard. Yeah, I would say that's definitely, like, if people are expected to sit there, (laughs) like. But the marching man still sat up there, and it was just all night. It was, like, everybody was, like, on duty to be, like, oh, watch out for the hole, watch out for the hole, Mm -hmm. watch out for the hole, right? Mm. Anyway, and, like, at the end, when we were marching out, there was this kid, and sometimes, I'm not going to lie, sometimes he annoyed me. I feel bad for him. I like him, but sometimes he was annoying. Mm. Anyway, and I'd heard it all night, so I was getting tired of it. And we were walking down, and he's like, oh, don't forget about the hole, Cody. And I was like, I know about the hole as I stepped through the Dude. hole. Dude, <laughs> you asked for that one. <laughs> yeah, and groin hits metal slash wood. Very painful. Oh, no. Uh, the bell of the trombone got smushed. It looked kind of like an accordion. And that was probably junior year, 10th grade mm-hmm. year, maybe? Yeah. 10th or 11th grade. I would say 11th grade, actually. I'm not sure. It definitely wasn't senior year, but it was leading up. Um, yeah, so that was annoying. And then I felt bad because the trombone got smushed and like everything like that. And I'd had that one since 5th grade. Yeah. Um, fortunately, I wasn't the person who was like playing to go off and play in college or anything, mm-hmm. which I guess if I were playing to go off in college and play, maybe I would have got a new one anyway. Yeah. But, uh, so I did not, but, uh, it was still kind of disappointing and it also hurt my groin. Yeah. I was about to say like <laughs> mostly like contrary to popular belief, not mostly pride, but it hurt mostly my groin. <laughs> Whoa. Okay. Yeah. That makes <laughs> sense. Um, uh, yeah. So my trashing a trombone story uh as you could probably imagine like it it does not involve Cody's uh one might have assumed in the beginning uh did you pull that plank out <laughs> <laughs> I did uh you caught me ah I went to wherever the school was and removed the plank I don't know but um so we had this thing this uh so you know stand music it's fun it's lighthearted it's usually you know you're like either seated or standing or whatever i guess standing is more conventional like you know all right we're gonna play whatever well we had this thing that wasn't really a um a song that people played but it's like something that percussion 
like lead. It was a chant, and it was called Rock the Mullet. Are you familiar with it? I believe so. I've heard y'all do it. Okay, yeah. So it's like, it's, um, you, we have a series of things that you rock, uh, or like, uh, how does it start? Like, form the orange, form, form the orange. And what percussion's job is like, form the orange, form, form the orange. Like, basically do that. And then, like, uh, peel the orange, peel. And, like, what you're doing is, like, you're raising your arms up in a big circle. And then when you're, like, peel, you're, like, kind of doing, like, short fist pumps, like, while you're pulling your arm down as if you were, if if your arms are, yeah, if your arms are the rind, you're peeling the rind. And then whenever you, like. Or your skin off. Or your skin off, yeah. So when, and, like, you do the first one, and then, like, the second time you start the shit, peel the orange, peel. And then, like, you're pulling down the second one, and your arms are kind of, like, in this uh, raised, like, uh, as if you have a wide fist pump stance. Like, and then, like, rock the orange. And you're, like, jumping up and down and, like, you know, uh, pumping your fists at, like. And like and, and you know and at this point drumline goes nuts just like like you just play something like whatever it does not matter, um, and then like all of a sudden it's like form the corn form form the corn you know like whatever, uh, and it's like form the potato mash mash the potato form the corn pop pop the corn whatever you know like we have a series of these and eventually it's like form. It sounds like the Wiggles. Uh, it does kind of it's Wiggle esque or Wiggle adjacent, and um, keep going. <laughs> so eventually it's like form the mullet and at this point you're like like pulling your hands like beside your head like as if you're like you know forming a mullet paul mccartney yeah and uh oh he did for a little while huh and um and eventually it's like i think it's just two forms of uh i think it's like uh fluff the mullet or something like that because you're you're gesturing as if you're uh up combing or something like that and then at some point uh you rock the mullet and you're jumping up and down you know so where's the trombone coming um, so the trombone, I, um, so the band or whatever, they, um, they set down their instruments for this, right? And, uh, so my friend, my good friend. The trombone sits pretty close to the back. Yeah, so my good friend, John Stamos, uh, his, I can't remember, I guess percussion was pretty far back, too. Um, so, because we would kind of sit behind the rest of the band, uh, for some reason. And, like, he set down his trombone. Like I'm guessing, like we're either seated next to each other or whatever, and um, I'm trying to remember exactly why this happened. But like the trombone, needless to say, was at my feet, and um, so I decided. I think this was one time when I decided to participate along with Rock the Mullet because, like, normally I didn't, because uh, I was playing along or something. Because I don't remember. There's no way I would have been able to clear this if I was wearing the drums. You know what I mean? Like, uh, yeah. Cause like I would like kind of bounce up and down, but like again, I <laughs> I stomped the fuck out of this trombone, dude. I did not like, and I want to be clear, like I felt, or I guess you know, rock the mullet. Here we go. Cause like all the you know mashed potatoes, it's you're not jumping up and down for those. Rock the mullet's the one that you jump up and down. You're like pop the corn. You're just kind of like shuffling your feet back and forth, or whatever. Rock the mullet. You're like jumping up and down, like going nuts. And uh, so like. Yeah, so you know, Rock the Mullet comes around, and I, yeah, you know, we're all like having fun, like you do, like when a fun chant is going on, and uh, all like you know, I go and like, and I hear a sickening crunch underneath my feet, dude. I'm just like, what was that? Oh no, oh no, oh no, and I look down and like, 
on the bell of the trombone, like there is a neat foot shaped hole essentially like, and it's wrapped around my foot and I'm like, Oh no. And like, I pull my foot out and I like, Hey, whose trombone is this? And like my good friend, John Stamos, uh, just uh, the one I've known since kindergarten, John Stamos uh, (laughs) is like, Oh man. Oh no. That's my trombone. You know, like shit, you know, but like, and he's like, oh, I must have stepped on it or something. I'm like, no, I did. And, like, here's the thing. Like, I don't remember where it happened because, like, I wasn't blamed for that. Even though I'm sitting there, like, no, that was, like, I was sitting there, I was claiming this, dude, because it was me. You know, like, I 100%, that was my fault. And, like, it was just, no, no, no. And I was sitting there, like, I don't know. Like, I told my parents about it, and they're like, I guess we could, like, pay for a new one because, like, whatever. And, um. And, like, it never came back to me. Like, it was really weird. And, uh, and I, I felt terrible, dude. Like, I, I was literally about to throw up. Like, just like, because, like, that level of, like, I did a bad, I did a bad thing. Even though, like, I didn't intend to, you know, it was an accident. But, you know, that doesn't matter to my brain. I'm like, I'm a piece of shit, and I deserve to die. You know, like, it's just like, oh, man. I just did this to one of my best friend's trombones. Oh, no, I'm scum of this earth, whatever. And that never came back. We're like, it's weird how we both had a crunch and trombone story, <laughs> like, that weren't related to each other, which, you know, would be contrary to popular belief, I think. But, yeah, so your other story. Yeah, so uh, my last year, I said I was waning in my dedication to marching band. Mm-hmm. Despite so, the blood oath you took in in eighth grade? Yeah. <laughs> so what I did instead was I had friends who had already, like uh, one of my really good friends, John Stamos, he actually left marching band in like 10th grade because he was getting tired of it. Um, anyway, and it was our senior year, and... We remember vaguely, like, back in middle school, there was, like, a group that ran around with flags shirtless, right? Like, you know, that happens. Yeah, I think we had a crew that did that, too. College teams. I think they were shirted, but... You know, but... obviously... Yeah, I'll say, obviously, uh, a lot of high schools probably try and stomp that out, right? Mm-hmm. Anyway, but, uh, so we wanted to, like, we wanted to bring that back, right? So there was a group of friends who, like, we wanted to paint up our chest and have dogs written on our chest and run around with, like, a flag, right? Mm. And I was like, man, I really want to do that. I don't want to be part of marching band. This is actually leaving a legacy. <laughs> so I worked up an agreement with my uh, director, and I was like, hey, why don't I just play the halftime show and not play in the stands, mm-hmm. and I'm going to run around shirtless. <laughs> hey, what do I get out of this? I don't know. <laughs> surprisingly he went for it and he was like okay whatever uh but the only bad thing about that was well actually there's a lot of bad things about that but that's what i say it gets a little cold eventually huh it was a little chilly but uh actually the school was not like squashing it which was surprising Mm -hmm. um which i think was just because we we were were good yeah it was all good spirit yeah Blah, blah, blah. But uh, the paint, we used acrylic paint. Um, lead-based paint. No, I'm just kidding. Um, that's just acrylic your paint. third arm. Um, and that thing, that stuff, like in the shower, it was hard to get no, off. No, acrylic had, like, paint is not super easy to get off and not generally yeah, recommended to use as body paint at all. I think it was acrylic. I'm not sure. Um, it definitely wasn't labeled safe for body, bodily use. Yeah. Um, 
but I'm pretty sure it's the stuff they use for finger painting in kindergarten. They probably eat that, so it's probably good. Um, <laughs> but if you had any hair anywhere, that was tough to get out of the hair. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, I got some pink paint because we did pink one time for you know breast cancer or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I got some pink paint on my belt and on my uh, pair of pants back then. Obviously, I don't have the pants anymore, but I do have the belt still. Yeah. Um, and then what else? There was also like that thing where like someone tries to come and join in, and we're just like, um, well, we have all the letters. What would you be? An exclamation mark? Yeah. <laughs> so we shut that stuff down. Yeah, trying to <laughs> trying to chomp on y'all's flavor. That's for sure. Oh, also the tough part was going and doing the halftime show. I had to go run behind the the <laughs> concession stand, throw on my marching band uniform. Oh, that's right. And that usually kind of messed up the paint yeah. a little bit. So. But it, after that, it was third quarter, so mm-hmm. as long as you got the first t- uh, two quarters. So that was a lot of fun. It sounds like it. I, I definitely Painting, didn't. I was glad I did that. Yeah. That was fun. Yeah, especially if you weren't getting a lot of, you know, in uh, enjoyment out of marching band, there's reason to believe that, like, you know, uh, I wouldn't recommend anybody to stay in it if it's really not what you wanted. It literally was what I wanted. Like, I still have, I mean, like, you probably still do too, but, like, lifelong friendships that ha- are still going to this day from marching band. They're friends that I would have, that I didn't, I wouldn't have made otherwise. Um, and I, I think it's, it was a good thing to do. Uh, I, I'm not particularly terribly social otherwise, uh, I, I wouldn't say. So, I'm glad that I stuck with it as long as I did. Um, let's see. Wow, that was actually a pretty good amount. Did, do you want to like? I think we can it, cap. This yeah, off I think and that's we can actually pop tarts. All right, and today we have our matchup. It's chocolate peanut butter and wow. Yes. Now, if you've been following along, you know that chocolate peanut butter was able to knock out raspberry. Mm-hmm. And Wildberry was able to knock out Cherry. So they were both up against Redberry oh, flavors, and they both right. knocked them out. Wow, that's right. I forgot Wildberry and Cherry were together. Shame. Yeah. So the only the only Redberry flavors are Strawberry and Unfrosted Strawberry. Oh, man. And maybe Wildberry. I mean, Wildberry is still there, too. But it's got some red yeah. in it. So it's interesting. They were both pitted up against Redberries, mm-hmm. the lesser of the Redberries, apparently. Apparently, yeah. As our so results would suggest, to see how these two will match up. Yeah, so um, we've already described them in the past. I feel like we don't really have to go too in depth with it this time. Uh, so Wildberry, y'all know it, y'all love it, we love it, we also know it. Uh, chocolate peanut butter uh, was a pretty strong contender in the last one. It it, it beat Raspberry for me. So um, I remember you liked it a lot. I was I was. I liked it okay, but I wasn't crazy about chocolate uh, peanut butter. I thought it was a little overly chocolatey, a little overly sweet. And you know what? Like I remember, I was hoping for its cousin, regular peanut mm-hmm. butter, to uh, to redeem the peanut butter pop tart brothers. And you know what? Like I actually, since that matchup, have been thinking about it because I remember like going through and our. You haven't even been able to sleep, have you? No, I haven't. I've haven't slept a lick, but um. It's uh yeah I've just been really like considering like did I judge that fairly how did I go like because I even said it during the time like I judge it differently than I normally judge other things I just enjoyed it that much and I'm just sitting there thinking like did I really I don't know like but hmm. it was a good pop tart but like it was 
it was really sweet. And like, I normally don't go that way, you know? Like, so. Uh, yeah. First time around, you know, I didn't have any idea what to expect. This time, I came in with expectations. And because of the experience last time, I was just like, eh, I'm not really looking forward to it because I know it's going to be super sweet. Um, and, you know, it lived up to expectations. It was super sweet and it wasn't, it was a little underwhelming when you think of peanut butter, chocolate peanut butter. And the peanut butter is not really a strong peanut butter flavor. Yeah, it's more just. It's like a really dark, like hazelnutty peanut butter, I would describe yeah, it. Yeah, and, you know, I would actually back that up. Like, it's not a super strong peanut butter as much as I would have liked. Um, you're not getting, like, a lot of peanut flavor in there. It's not like Reese Cup where you're getting, like, a very strong peanut exactly. butter. Exactly. Like, it, I was expecting, like, this to be very Reese Cup-esque, and it's not. And that's kind of a really big bummer in which, like, I I literally have, like, reconsidered, like, where I stand on it. Because also, like, the real test of a Pop-Tart is whether I come back to it. And So you're saying maybe Raspberry should went through it. I'm just saying, like, I... I don't think you can go back that I far. can't. Uh, I can't take back my judgment because I did I did enjoy it, but... But I do think it'd be interesting if you were to swap those mm-hmm. two. If it was chocolate peanut butter versus cherry and wildberry versus raspberry. Obviously, wildberry would have still won. Yeah. But I think cherry might have beat out cherry chocolate peanut butter. Cherry would have beat out chocolate peanut butter. I know that for a fact. Um, but at the same time, I'm sitting here going, like, I, I mean, I know where I'm sitting on this one. Yeah, I think it's, I think it's pretty obvious. We both... Chocolate peanut butter wasn't terrible. It's not like strawberry milkshake or something. Yeah, no, it's a t- it's a palatable pop tart. It's just pretty good. Yeah. Like I wouldn't go and pick it up out of the store. Yeah, uh, it's not amazing. Like, if it was at someone's house, I'd probably eat I, it. Maybe. I just finished the box. Like I took out the last sealed packet, and I don't plan on getting any more. Admittedly, like because like it was good. Yeah, it's but... like if if it's at someone's house, I would mm. eat it. It has sellability because it's chocolate peanut butter, but repeatability. I don't think so. I think they missed the mark a little yeah, bit. Yeah, like, I I would like more peanut butter flavor in it, admittedly. Uh, like, I think that's also something that you would like. I, I'm interested to see yeah. how peanut butter is going to be, considering that they're both kind of in the similar same vein, same package style. Suggestions I would give to them is they had the chocolate graham crackery kind of uh, backing going mm-hmm. on. I think that the chocolate peanut butter would do better with the regular plain vanilla looking backing yeah my and you can keep the chocolate frosting mm. and then they need to make that peanut butter filling more peanut butter. yeah i gotta make it pop um my thing is if you're gonna like do the chocolate peanut butter route spent do it like right. they secured the rights to collaborate with jolly rancher to make the jolly rancher flavors which we are we yeah. are not gonna judge work with reese's but yeah work with reese's and make make do this right you know like or payday that would be probably a good pop tart put some cashews i think you or, might not cashews peanuts you might top. be the only one who whatever <laughs> but uh but that kind of peanut butter that's in the middle of the payday probably wouldn't yeah be like just just, dry, maybe. just an honest to god like if you're gonna do a candy bar-esque one just honest to god just i'm not gonna lie i've made it. a better peanut butter pop tart out of the ones i've eaten so far which is just chocolate peanut butter yeah <laughs> and i just put peanut butter in between two brown sugar cinnamons that's not, that's not bad actually <laughs> but Yes, so yeah. we are very clearly erring on the side of Wildberry. Um, Wildberry took this one to the bank. Yeah. Uh, peanut, chocolate peanut butter just didn't come to just fight. He didn't put up much of anything. No contest. He, just, he was there. He was like, I showed up. I brought my uniform. I did forget my socks, but, you know, I just put on my cleats anyway. Get out. That's nasty. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, Wildberry's moving mm-hmm. on. 
So then our next matchup is going to be peanut butter, the regular one, his cousin we have not tried yeah. yet because that one, regular peanut butter, had a buy for the first mm-hmm. column, and it will be up against unfrosted blueberry. So I'm excited for that one because I do think peanut butter has more potential than its mm-hmm. cousin, and unfrosted blueberry I do think is going to be a tough competitor. Yeah, I think so too because blueberry so far so, has been a powerhouse. We'll see what unfrosted does. Yeah, so I think that wraps up this episode. Make sure to join us next week for episode 15. 15, yes. And uh, we're not going to do a called shot this week in terms of like <laughs> what we're going to talk about because this one we just knew for sure we had to talk about it. But otherwise, uh, keep up with us. on like Come and check out our Facebook page, uh, uh, Catch Up With Crab Legs, of course. Our Twitter is KWCASTKWCAST uh, total. And we, we'll... we'll, we'll you know, we do weekly reminders and we're now on Spotify, yeah. so you can just search us on Spotify and you could subscribe to us on Google there. Play and iTunes. You can also, I guess, go to our host go website. Go directly yeah. to podcast. Um, and a lot of ways to find yeah, us. Yeah, we're we're everywhere now. Billboards, we're everywhere. Uh, but uh, until next week, we are Cole and Cody. And, uh, see you.